Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And Christy, I feel a bit sentimental that we're at the end of our How to Hack It conversations. So today we lean into you, dear listeners. This week we're talking about how to hack back to school, but no, 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 not in a way you might think. The focus is squarely off the kids and instead focused on you. Because like a sunflower following the sun, we want to help you light up in this time of transition, no matter what that looks like for you. This conversation filled me with so much anticipation for the literal season to come. Yay, autumn. And also this next season of the podcast. Plus, I am running, not walking, running (laughs) out to buy my very own 64 pack of Crayola crayons with built-in sharpener. And I don't intend to share them with anyone. (laughs) Get comfy, friends. Here we go. Happy September, friends. You know, I'm going to tell you at the beginning, September is one of my favorite months of the year. I love September. No matter what hemisphere you're in, September is magical. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the end of the summer. So it might still be a little warm here in September, but it's not like crushingly hot. But if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, September is spring. And so there's just something about this month that just feels tender in my heart. Like September is like a sweet, soft, either end to the summer or end to the winter. It just feels like a, you know, welcoming month. I don't know. Just starting there. As we, as we wrap up here in September, our series about how to hack it. This is episode number eight from the How to Hack It series coming to a pretty bow here in the beginning of September. If you've been listening along, Or if you haven't, you want to go back to the beginning. Here's what we've covered so far. How to hack a garden. How to hack drive time. How to hack reading more. How to hack feeding your family. That is evergreen content right there. How to hack (laughs) a creative project. How to hack personality. Last week, we did how to hack a free degree. And here we are at the tail end of the series talking about how to hack back to school. And you might be wondering, how does that apply? School started a month ago, or I don't have kids in school. I'm not in school. Or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you might be like, we're in the middle of the school year. What are you talking about? Here's the thing. You know us. We're always going to make it applicable to you. We want to make your life easier. So when we say how to hack back to school, we don't mean the ABCs of getting your kids prepared, shopping for school supplies, planning the lunch program, getting them on the bus. No, no, no. No, we are interested in you, dear listener, your heart your posture here in this lovely month of the year, how you might be feeling about back to school, whether you have kids going or not, whether you're going or not. We want to hack for you all the internal conversation around this time of year to make you feel more joy-filled with a shortcut or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this hack it is worth it for everyone. Like you said, whether or not you have kids who are actually going back to school. (laughs) It is a season of transition and change and turning for many of us. I mean, I'm thinking about even like in my 
my church, even for people who don't uh, maybe have kids in the kids programming, there's always a shift um, from sort of what it's like to be in church in the summer versus in the fall. Maybe a new program starts up or a new ministry opportunity, or just for anyone who goes shopping this time of year, at least in the U.S., you know, now you're walking through aisles clogged with like fresh pencils and, and crayons. And so here's my first sort of self-care hack it tip, Lisa Joe. buy yourself some school supplies. <gasps> Glory, hallelujah, preach it. This is my favorite thing to do this time of year. Yes! Treat yourself like, to school supplies. Buy a new journal, buy a new calendar, get those freshly sharpened pencils for yourself, buy the colored pencils, buy the Sharpie markers in the rainbow colors. I don't know if uh, any of our listeners will relate, but I have a feeling some of them will. I mean, I still get a little thrill when I see that 64 box of Crayola crayons with the sharpener in the back. Like even talking about it right now, I wish I had one on my desk. (laughs) It's so true. Why is new school supplies the best? Like I have scissors all over the house. Right. But if I am at Target and they have like the gold foil type scissors, somehow I'm like, I need those scissors. And we are telling you, Give yourself permission to buy those sparkly new office supplies. That's right. If your house is anything like mine, uh, you never have the black Sharpie when you need it. You never have the good pair of scissors when you need them. And so while the stores are stocked, this is your chance. And even if, again, you're in a different place and the, the rhythm of the school year is a little different, those things are always out there. You just might have to look a little bit, a, lo- a little bit harder, a little bit closer. Um, but I think it's about like that, you know, whether it's the scissors or the new box of crayons or the new calendar or the new journal, it is that sense of like freshness that can really spur either our creativity or our organizing or just whatever it is we need to turn that corner rather than just sort of keep plodding along exactly where we were in every sense. But sometimes fresh supplies put us in the right mindset for a kind of fresh perspective or a fresh experience. And um, and I think that's, again, no matter our family situation, no matter our age or stage in life, that's something we can all use this time of year. I like that. My second for how to hack back to school would be feel your feelings, no matter what they are. And I think there's sort of like we're programmed around this time of year to be so joyful or delighted our kids are going to school or to be sad, but maybe you feel really happy that your kids are finally out of the (laughs) house. Maybe you don't have kids and this time of year can be hard for reasons related to that. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. Maybe it's been a difficult summer with your kids. Whatever it is, guess what? You have permission to feel your feelings. I, For those of us who do have kids, often the priority is on how our kids are feeling and they have lots of big feelings navigating this time of year, but your feelings count too. And you are allowed to feel them and you are allowed to do things to soften however you are feeling. So sometimes a good idea is to schedule a massage for that time of year when your kids are back in school and you're trying to wrestle through whatever you're navigating internally, whether it's a massage or a coffee date with a friend or like a big celebratory, our children are finally out of the house dinner Mm -hmm. or party or movie date in the middle of the day by yourself just because you can. Like we are just here to give you permission (laughs) to hack it by doing what you need to to manage with whatever your internal world looks like this time of year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of my most memorable back-to-school weeks was the year when my youngest went to kindergarten. But I had a really good friend, you know, um, our friend Melissa, who lives not too far from me, and uh, her youngest is the same age. And so she reached out before the back-to-school week and said, hey, what if you and I got together that first day when they go to kindergarten? And I'm so glad she did that because I still remember <laughs> meeting her. I still remember our brunch. I still remember that it was um, it was exactly what I needed in order, on the one hand, to feel my feelings because she was sharing them, right? So we could talk about time and we could talk about how did our babies grow up so fast and they're in kindergarten and what's happening to them today. So I was with someone who could, you know, share those feelings and um, process them with me. But at the same time, we were doing something sort of rare and pleasurable, which is just hanging out, not working. We both kind of set work aside for that day, hanging out with a friend, um, enjoying time together in a new cafe we'd never tried before. And actually, I'm realizing we've never been back. Maybe we should go back <laughs> this year. <laughs> so it was like a real, um, you know, just kind of day out of ordinary life that wasn't wasn't our usual, wasn't, you know, just about getting through the day or ticking off the lists, but we'd kind of planned ahead to take this day off. And um, and I think, yeah, I think it was also just so good because I so easily could have sunk into those feelings. So like on the one hand, it was important to feel those feelings and process them, but I'm someone who can easily sort of get in over my head, you know, especially with like nostalgic feelings and, you know, looking back and memories. And so having that time with a friend was also like really grounding and sort of kept me, um, you know, kept me from sinking (laughs) too low. (laughs) But planning ahead for that, like we did, I think, um, was really wise. And I think speaking of planning ahead, another thing I really love to do during the back to school season is something that I think maybe more people, especially maybe parents, are more familiar with in the summer. So um, I often hear talk of like a summer list or a summer bucket list. Um, And I used to always do this with my kids when they were little. We would make up a list of like everything that they hoped to do over the summer that they wanted to do from like tiny, like go get water ice at Rita's, all the way up to like go to the beach. Um, And we would try, it kind of kept us focused over the summer or if we were bored, like it gave us, you know, sort of something to draw from. But it also meant that at the end of the summer, hopefully there weren't too many things, you know, we hadn't scratched off. And so we had this sense of like, okay, we really did take advantage of the summer. Look, we had fun. Um, But I actually, for myself, not so much for my family, love to do a fall list. This is Um, genius. I am suddenly in my ears. I am here for this. I have not thought of this and I am, wow, keep talking. I'm making notes. Like whether or not you love fall, I happen to love fall. um, But even if it's not your favorite season, there are certain things that are just there for fall. They either belong to that season or they're for back to school, maybe because now you could possibly do this thing because your kids are in school. Or maybe it's just, you you know, you need kind of that permission to like focus and say, hey, what what is it that I really want to take advantage of before winter sets in? I think that's the other reason is that what is sort of fast on the heels of back to school, winter. And while that has its own pleasures and its own celebrations, you know, winter can also be a longer season. Uh, It can be a season where certain things are no longer 
possible. And I think especially being outdoors often is one of them. So I know in the fall, my fall list, I often have like go for a hike in the woods or go for a walk in the woods near my house as often as I can, um, things like that. So big fan, highly recommend make yourself a fall list and like print it out and put it on your bulletin board or on your refrigerator or keep it somewhere where you can see and like actually check things off. (laughs) I like that. I kind of along those lines, people tend to talk about spring cleaning, but in my mind, Mm -hmm. like back to school slash fall cleaning, like the season, no matter what hemisphere you're in, when your children are finally back out of your house. Oh, yeah. If you have littles, I know it's more challenging, but maybe they have a more routine daycare schedule. But basically all summer, I feel like all these humans are here all the time. It is impossible to get caught up. I feel like I literally wash dishes, you know, load dishes, unload, and then come back in the house an hour later. And they're just dishes everywhere. Every cupboard <laughs> is open. Like there's cereal boxes everywhere. It drives me insane. I, I feel like I'm living with just like rabid dogs who maraud through the kitchen at all times of the day, even at night. So like I'll go to bed sometimes and the kitchen is lovely and reset. I like to wake up to like a set kitchen. And then I'll wake up and I'm not even joking you. There's like bowls of mac and cheese and like they've, I can tell they've <laughs> heaten, they've heated, they've like uh, done bread in the oven. I mean, I compliment them on how lovely the meals are they're preparing at 1030 at night for themselves, my teenage sons. But then like the remnants, I can see everything they ate. I can tell how they like stripped down at some point because they got too hot. Their socks are here. There's a pair of cleats. Oh my gosh, it drives me insane. And I'll give credit. My sons are great. Like they help a lot during the summer. But as Peter says, this is not a museum. We live here. And in the summer, more people live here than normal is how it feels to me. Like we multiply. It's like gremlins. And when they are all finally gone, I actually give myself like a couple days mentally to say, all right, I get to reset the house now. I get to kind of deep clean areas I might not normally and wash tablecloths and reorganize some of the cupboards. Just basically, I need to create mental peace again. In the summer, I just, I'm just hanging on. I am just sort of grinning and bearing it. There's way more chaos and clutter, but there is something about that back to school house reset that is very mentally life-giving. I am like right now, even thinking about it, it's like going to my happy place. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Lisa Joe. And actually, I, I did a kind of even like deeper version of that last September. Um, and there is there's something about back to school and something about maybe any seasonal transition where I think it's the right time to do this. So not only the deep clean, but I did some redecorating. Mm. So it was last September that I did a, a kind of major new paint job, chose a new color in our dining room um, and did some some. And you know how it is. It's like, what's that kid's book? Like if you give a mouse a cookie, yes, it's exactly like, like if that. you paint your dining room, then you will need new throw pillows for the, and you will need new, you know, so it was a little bit of that as well. Uh, oh, all of a sudden my lamps look really, really shabby. <laughs> so <laughs> head to the thrift store or whatever it is. So last September, and that was such a satisfying project for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, at least around here, I know this isn't true for everyone. So adjust accordingly, you know, for your local climate. But for us in September, it meant that we had the first of kind of our cooler, lower humidity days. So it meant that I could paint and have all the windows open. So that's why I wouldn't normally paint the dining room in July or August because it's, you know, much stickier out and, you know, you, then you're stuck with paint fumes and so on. So I could open up the windows. It's literally that like 
spring clean of opening the windows and airing out the house, but in September. Um, So just weather-wise, it made sense. But also, again, everything you just said about coming out of the summer, coming out of that, kind of those lazier days where I wasn't trying, even if I wanted to, I I wasn't trying to maintain, you know, a sort of level of peace and (laughs) and cleanliness in the house. We're kind of letting lots of things go in order to just, you know, be present to summer and everything it offers. Um, But then in the fall, you know, you're following more of a schedule. I know for us, we're having more regular indoor meals. You know, we're not um, so casual with our meals. We're not eating out so outside so often. So having the dining room freshened up made sense. And then also anticipation. I was anticipating holiday meals and so on. But I think whether it's the dining room or some other corner of your home that needs freshening, Again, mate, it's sort of like the new school supplies. There's something about taking care of your place, making it fresh, making it new, even if it's just rearranging the furniture, even if it's just, um, you know, taking out some of the clutter. It doesn't have to be about buying or shopping. There's something about that that like it. it's like you're sweeping out the cobwebs in your mind. It's like a, a, a kind of freshening things up that feels internal as well as external. Um, and so if you're feeling inside a bit, I don't know, dusty, <laughs> cobwebby, you know, a little sluggish or a little chaotic or a little messy, um, sometimes doing that exterior work on our environment can be a way of kind of clearing out the cobwebs inside as well. And so maybe, I don't know that I'll tackle such a big job this fall, but actually it's it's not a bad idea. And I'm glad that this is coming up in this conversation that maybe now in July, I start to think about kind of plan ahead. Okay, what are the, what are the places in my home right now that are almost like rubbing a blister in my heel the way a pair of shoes can do. The things that we're sort of like always bumping up against or feeling annoyed, you know, which closet is it that's currently driving me crazy (laughs) or which room just doesn't seem to be functioning for us or what spot is uncomfortable and we're not using it or, you know, whatever it is to pay attention to that now so that maybe I can be prepared. Okay, when the kids go back to school, I'm going to tackle this. And even just having a plan, knowing, right. okay, I'm going to tackle that. I'm going to address that then. Hopefully feels like now it's not bothering so much now because right. I know, okay, I'm going to get to that and it's going to be fun. Right. And so I will say our last hack might be then the next step for that is you've now calmed your environment, your external mm-hmm. environment. And now I would turn that on your internal. So for me, in the same way that I want my house to be reset, I kind of feel that way about my body in the fall, like that things you've been putting off during the summer, like scheduling a haircut, like are there doctor's appointments you haven't done that you've been putting off because your kids have to get all their back to school physicals, like schedule those things for yourself now, like schedule in some things that are treats, like do you like to go get your nails done? Like what a great thing to do in those first few weeks of kids back to school, what what are the health-wise sort of physical care things that you can do to do a reset on your on your your own you know we inhabit these bodies they have to do a lot for us and during the summer mine at least feels stretched in so many different directions and tired and constantly like clammy and hot and you know mm-hmm. i i schedule and also like getting my car like really cleaned like that feels too like you know, if you've done road trips over the summer and you're now gearing up for a new season of driving kids places for sports, like 
those sort of physical touches to do with my own body I inhabit, the house I inhabit, the spaces I am in, help me just to transition now into this new focused season. But while acknowledging I am a human person in the process also, and I think as people who are in charge of other people's schedules and lives, it's really easy to just let yourself drop off the radar. And I think fall is just a really wonderful time, this transitional period to, you know, put some things on the calendar you can look forward to yourself. Mm, I like that. It reminds me too, Lisa Joe, how um, to how we used to in our introductions to these podcasts, we would always share our favorite ordinary yeah. seasonal things. So, yeah. like our favorite ordinary summer things, our favorite ordinary autumn things. So maybe we end this Ooh, series like and this conversation. We're now in a new month. Summer really is just about uh, officially over, maybe it's time to share again some of our favorite ordinary autumn things, something you like, okay, what what's going on my bucket list? Or what, what are the things that I really, really love about this season to come? Um, I'm like putting myself on the spot too. I got to think about it. But I don't know. What do you think? Does anything come to mind yeah, for you while I'm I, thinking? I think it'll be fun to feel cozy again. I think in the summer, you're hot yeah. all the time. So like having blankets out again that you actually want to get under on a sofa. You know, that hot coffee doesn't make me feel like the top of my head is like sweating off in my first meeting of the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, bakery items, baking again. This summer, we've avoided turning on the oven as much as we can. So having the house smell that way again. I haven't had candles going because candles feel like too hot and almost oppressive sometimes the smell during the summer, but leaning into candles and um, the yard, just the quietening of the yard, the weeds, mm-hmm. the, the huge growth, the constant uprising of the plants against me. It feels like I need them to be quieted as well. I need these spaces that have felt so bursting with life that, you know, in spring we're so excited about. I kind of need everybody to just take an exhale and a step back as I head into the mm-hmm. fall. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it makes me think about how much I love the first fire in our wood stove in the kitchen. I love in the garden how the weeds, like you said, they sort of slow down, but my dahlia flowers really kick into gear. (laughs) So now I have fewer weeds and more flowers. Like it's a win-win. I love dressing in layers again. I love having a scarf wound around my neck. Um, I love not having to worry about whether my toenails are painted because now I'm wearing boots or (laughs) closed (laughs) shoes. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Um, You know, we're recording this and we're still very much in summer, but um, it's good to remember that, you know, as we turn this corner, there's so, so much to anticipate. So here's to autumn and, and maybe time to say this as well. Here is to another year and another season on this podcast because next week marks our next anniversary. It was mid-September when we started this. It's hard to believe it'll be five years that we've been at it now, which seems crazy to me. Five years. How is that possible? I know we've gone through a pandemic. You have a child. I have two kids in high school now. You have one going to college. Like we've come a long way since we began Mm -hmm. these conversations. Listeners, thank you for being with us along the road. If you want to celebrate leading up to next week, We love when you leave reviews for us. We love when you share the podcast on your social channels. It means uh, means a lot to us to have more and more folks here at the table that started 
on the third floor of an old farmhouse in Pennsylvania where we've been talking to each other about ordinary life and how much it matters. And clearly there's enough to keep going five years in. Mm -hmm. The very best stories really do grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I love it. Thanks. Thanks.